G'day and welcome to another episode of Perth Property Insider. In this episode, I'm covering off how to accelerate your investing using renovation and development. And it's a bit of a lead on from episode 78, where I was chatting with Stuart Wames on if renovation and development adds up. And I've been digesting on my chat that I had with Stuart, and I really wanted to give you some different perspectives of when renovation and development can really work, and especially in accelerating your investing. So let's go inside. Welcome to Perth Property Insider, where you will learn how to grow your wealth and improve your life using Perth property. Our show is brought to you by Investors Edge Real Estate, the highly rated and award-winning property management specialist servicing the whole of Perth. Now, here is your host, Jared Mann. So in episode 78 with Stuart Wames, I looked at uh, does renovation or development add up? It was a really great episode. We've had lots of uh, people listen to it and I wanted to revisit some of the ideas in that episode because we only looked at things from one set viewpoint. And it showed that the absolute returns over the longer term are better if you bought another property instead of putting that same money into renovation or development. And the premise of that was that when you bought another property, if you bought well and you had, I guess, uh, more land components working for you instead of renovating or developing and putting more money into building components, which depreciate. The land component is what appreciates. And over the longer term, that's what does the heavy lifting and uh, creates you more wealth. So the, the premise certainly showed to be true when you're spending the same amounts of money on each, as in if you had a hundred grand to go and, you know, do a renovation or development versus 100 grand to go and buy another property, you'd be better off going and buying the other property. But what it doesn't take into account is that it's not always that simple in the real world. <laughs> so I ended up having a lot of clients then asking me, should they even be considering renovation or development? And to which my answer is, it depends. So Stuart's analysis showed that the gains over the short term are greater with doing a development or renovation. That much was clear. So I'd suggest that if you're able to carry out you know, a renovation or development successfully with at least a 15% profit margin for development and a 10% profit margin for renovation, or by doubling the money that you put in for renovation, so spending 50K, get 50K um, out uh, on top of the costs that you've spent, so get 100 back. This uh, adding of value actually enables you to bring forward the gains and enables you can enable you to refinance the property much sooner and use those profits towards buying another property sooner. So Stuart only really looked at the single dimension of using the money to buy, assuming that you had the full 100,000 and didn't consider the situation of adding value in a shorter term, refinancing that out to buy and control more assets sooner. And that's where 
renovation or development can really accelerate your investing. So Stuart assumed that each option costed the same or required the same capital, and this money was readily available, but it's not always, is it? We don't uh, always have high saving rate, um, just chunking up deposits when we're starting out. It can take a long time for us to save a deposit. And so you may have that savings ready for a renovation or development sooner than you'd have for a whole you know, deposit to go again. So let's look at a few little examples to try to break this down and show you how it could accelerate with some basic numbers. In the case of a small development, such as a duplex or subdividing or building on the, the side or the back, or on a renovation where you're spending no more than 10% of the property value, you might be spending, say, 50K on a 500K property, and you want to be making that 100K back on top of all costs. So where it makes a big difference to growing your portfolio is, for instance, if your savings rate might be 40K a year, and to buy another 500K property, you need 100K deposit. Let's just use round numbers. So if you've got a 40K savings rate, then without the use of other equity, it would take just over three years to save a 25% deposit. And uh, that would be the 100K plus plus your 5%. So it's going to take three years basically to save towards making another 500K purchase on your average if your savings rate's 40K. Now you can work this out for your own numbers. So without any using any other equity, just on your savings rate, it's going to take you three years if your savings rate's 40K to buy that next 500K property. Now, if after saving just over for just over a year after you bought, you were able to do a 50K renovation and that took say three months, and you made 50K on top of the 50K you spent, then if you were able to refinance that out, you might've had a little bit of equity gain in the meantime as well towards your next purchase. And you're potentially going to be ready to buy again in two years instead of three. So that is bringing forward more properties working for you sooner and cycling the money back out through a very basic cosmetic renovation. And you want to make sure that you're at least adding 50K on top of the 50K you're spending and getting that you know around 10% of the total cost out. Otherwise, you might not want to do it. Otherwise, you're putting your money in and not being able to get the money back out again. So now let's take the case of a small development and you might be doing a villa or a house on a duplex. You might put it on the rear or on a side street. Let's say you need the first year to save 50K towards doing this build. You get your plans created and you commence your build and another year to complete. So let's say it gives you 100,000 profit after everything. And that's on in addition to getting your 50K back that you spent on towards the building cost. And when I say 50K, you're obviously financing. That's the rest of the building cost. And the overall building cost might be 300 grand. You finance, putting 50K into financing it. And over that year, you've managed to save another 50K. So, or 40K as the case may be, your savings rate. So you can be at 200K in just over two years and that's going to be enough for you to potentially go out and buy nearly two properties or buy one property and go ahead with a small development on it straight away. 
Now, that's going to really bring forward your time horizon. And as you can see, you're doing this with one. Once you get to the end of this one, you've got enough to do potentially you know, two properties at the same time. You start getting equity growth gaining for you as well as the development and, uh, and or renovation forcing the growth. And things start to really gain momentum and accelerate. And it's like a flywheel. Once it gets going, you know, you're then into purchasing a property every year. You've built up a much bigger capital base sooner that's working for you over a longer period of time. So if you extrapolate this out, you've got more assets working for you sooner with more time in the market. And this is not captured in some in Stuart's basic model when he talks about long-term returns and putting the same money into buying another asset versus doing a renovation or development. Key fact being that you're adding value, you're bringing forward those gains and you're refinancing out to control more assets. So I'd love it if someone could create me a spreadsheet <laughs> comparing this more active approach to the slow and steady saving. And I'm sure that if you extrapolated it out over 30 years, and especially once you really start to um, recycle your gains and put them into more properties doing the same things, you might even, what that doesn't take into account is perhaps you're moving up to then buy a million dollar property in two years instead of uh, having to wait six years in the case of the just the savings rate. So in two years, you're controlling a million dollars. In six years, whole half cycle could have come around. You could have then doubled the property you know, again and had a bigger gain too. So lots of ways to accelerate with these strategies. Now, look, there are some other factors to consider when deciding to do a renovation or development and deciding if it's for you other than just pure returns. So it'd be remiss of me to not discuss them because we did touch on some of them uh, in the episode with Stuart. I've been reflecting on them since and I also wanted to fill in some gaps. So when it comes to the first consideration, you want to look at your saving rate. And I mentioned a saving rate above of 40K per year. And if you can save deposits really fast, then developing and adding value is less important. So for me, developing and adding value when I first started out in my journey was a lot more important than these days. I'm probably better off just spending my time focusing on earning more money than I am focusing on uh, putting that you know, effort into investing. So if that's the case for you, work out where your time is best spent, look at your saving rate and decide whether an active strategy is going to be worth the effort. And that's a, a very first important consideration. The next part of doing any renovation or development is considering risk. So a property development and renovation obviously carry extra risk, especially when you're starting out and you haven't done one before. So I suggest you stick to renovation to begin with because subdivision and development can be a lot more difficult or certainly make sure you get educated first and use professionals to help prevent the mistakes. And that'd be, you know, using a buyer's agent, using your town planners, using your builders, using your real estate agent to advise on end values and work back and make sure that the profits are actually there so that you're not just going to all this effort for nothing. And um, you're actually then not able to refinance your money that you've spent trapped in the property. It could actually slow you down and tie you up in knots and, you know, have you going around in circles. 
So the other big factor here is your experience level. So it can be a good idea to start out with just being a more passive investor. Once you've then gotten the basics learned through experience, you can either look to develop one of the properties that you own that has development potential, or you could then buy one to develop you know, straight away. Once you've got a few runs under the, your belt, you're familiar with the whole process for purchasing, the process for having tenants, and, and you know, it's not all a massive learning curve if you try and do it all on your first one. The other parts to consider here is the hassle factor. Now, not everyone wants to put the extra time and effort in, even if it means creating wealth faster. So for me, I definitely wanted to put this effort in earlier on in my investing. And these days, I still buy properties with development potential. And uh, I just don't, I'd prefer to defer taking them forward uh, and developing them till later. And that could be a bit of a project for me at some stage when I'm, uh, when I might be bored with work <laughs> or nearing retirement and wanting a, a bit of a challenge. So think about that hassle factor, whether you've got time for it and, and the appetite for it. And, um, you know, it can be obviously worth it if you do. So the final two points, I don't think Stuart and I emphasized enough on the other episode, and that is around doing a renovation or a development will help attract quality tenants. Now, I'd be willing to do a cosmetic renovation if I am just going to break even on the, the value that I'm going to gain, if it meant that I could attract quality tenants over you know ordinary tenants, because it's going to mean a lot less hassles. It's going to mean I can set and forget the property. And I do this on each of the properties that I purchase. I immediately go and spend a portion to make sure that everything is in good condition, well presented. And that means I can easily, we can easily see and report on when things uh, get messed up by a tenant. You can fix it up easily along the way, not letting it build up and you can attract quality tenants quickly when you go to lease a property and they're going to be more inclined to pay their rent, look after the property, take pride in it, and you're not going to have issues chasing them and having properties damaged and you know just all those headaches that can come from not having a good tenant. So for that for me, probably because of our property management, I just know how important it is. Now, the other consideration here is rental yield. Now, while I believe that investors need to grow their capital base first before focusing on rental yield, if your borrowing capacity is limited and saving is difficult, then the rental yield does need to be more of a consideration for you because when you're entering um, buying properties, if you can't afford to hold them and keep them, or if the bank is going to not allow you to buy more properties, then you know you need to take your borrowing capacity and what you can do into account. You might need to focus on properties that have a bit higher rental yield. You're going to trade off some of the capital growth potentially for doing that, but it's a consideration and renovation and development can help boost that rental yield and uh, get it up so it makes it easier to hold and makes you look better in the bank's eyes when it comes to borrowing again. The other reason you might want to increase this rental yield is when you're entering into that retirement or income phase, you can develop to get a higher rental yield and it could um, be part of your strategy to convert to having more of an income focus. Hopefully, that's given you some greater perspective on when renovation and development makes sense for accelerating your journey and some of the considerations to weigh up as to whether it's for you. And in summary, I believe there's no one way to create wealth. And depending on your situation, 
development and renovation could be a great way to accelerate your investing, enabling you to control more assets quicker. But it's certainly not for everyone as it does carry more risk and requires more effort. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Share it with your friends and give us a review that would be really appreciated. And I'll catch you on the next one. For free market reports on your suburbs of interest and other helpful resources to grow your wealth, make sure you join my property investor update at investorsedge.com.au slash join. And finally, make sure you're a member of our Perth Property Investment Facebook group. To be part of the conversation with other like-minded investors, get help to your questions and get a feel for what's going on out there in the market. Just a reminder that the information discussed in this podcast is general in nature, as we don't know your specific situation. You should always seek professional advice before taking any action. I'll see you in the group.